Welcome to The Grind, a church planting podcast by the Arkansas Baptist State Convention, full of practical tips, missional strategies, and personal stories to bring you insights and encouragement on your church planting journey. We're your hosts, Neil Scoggins and Greg Addison, coming to you live from Little Rock. Welcome to The Grind. My name is Greg, and I'm one of the co-hosts in Arkansas Baptist and Church Planners. We are excited to have you with us today. Uh, welcome my co-host, Neil. How are you, Neil? Greg, how are you, man? We are awesome, I think. I'm <laughs> not <you> really <laughs> sure these days. So, listen, Dave, you're not supposed to be the uh, conscience of this group here, all right? So, uh, Dave McClung has joined us again, and uh, we're all trying to figure out where we are in light of the coronavirus. Virus. Yeah, uh, you, fortunately, so, the zombies are not in my front yard yet, but uh, we're doing okay, I think. You're so far away. I just I can't see you. I have to put my glasses on. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm six feet. Just for the there record, uh, we're more six than feet. six feet here. Yeah. Uh, Dave and I are a virtual six feet. We're okay, I think. So. Uh, yeah, we'll be all right. We'll be yeah, all right. There you go. Take real. your mask off, Dave. We can't really hear <laughs> yeah, you yeah, muffled yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. For real. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, you make sure you brush your teeth before you put the mask oh, on. Oh, yeah. Because uh, it, you'll be out. reminded. You'll yeah, be reminded of uh, all of that. I have, uh, for the folks listening out there, on a number of the podcasts I follow, I've heard them all talking about how they're on the phone and they're doing all the game. Hey, man, we're all here together. We That's were right. ready to talk to somebody other than. <laughs> the wall or a oh, wife man. so you know what i'm saying love screen. my wife but she's like don't you have to go to work yeah, yeah. Please, please go do oh, something man. you know yeah. what and let me tell you something let me just say this thank god for the folks that homeschool now yeah. i'm just telling you that homeschool that school away i mean yeah. listen I would be the first one in line for a tax increase for all, all school, <laughs> te- school teachers, bus drivers. There I've been go. it all. There I've it. been it all. There yeah, all go. the homeschool folks are laughing at everybody else right now. I know. Suckers. Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with y'all? You've been making fun of us all these years. Yeah, yeah. 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 we're wimps right, right now. That's yeah. right. My sister, a- my sister, they homeschool, and they're yeah. involved in the leadership in the Memphis yeah. homeschooling movement. and. You know, she gets so mad. All these people are like, you just put your kids in front of a videotape in front of uh-huh. the television. And she said, people are calling me asking, hey, can I borrow your videotapes? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. she said, first of all, we don't do that, number one. <laughs> yeah. We're like really educating our kids. And number two, yeah. why are you hypocrite? Why are you <laughs> asking me that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm just thankful that the Wi-Fi is still working. Yeah. Yes. Oh, man. Praise the Lord. It's yes. If the Wi-Fi goes down, boy, we're going to be playing in the rain. Yeah. Although. I'm telling you, we thought Twitter was bad before coronavirus. Oh, yeah. Holy goodness. cow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not, you know, social media is not Satan, but it's pretty close in some places. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. We ha- I didn't think it could get worse, but holy cow. Yeah, it, it has. And we're, I mean, we're, we're having that. And Dave, I mean, you, you are experiencing, you're right here. In the <laughs> yeah. You know, we were talking before the, before the uh, podcast and you were saying, you know what, God, I already knew yeah. that this was going to happen, and he told you to plan anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I, I tell you, we 
you know, 2020 has not been a great year for us <laughs> uh, as a family. You know, my dad's been in the hospital. We, we thought we've lost him twice now. Yeah. Uh, just even this last week was back in the hospital again. And uh, and then just, just had some family issues and then just all the church plant stuff. Well, now the coronavirus hits. We can't meet people in the community yeah. like we were planning on. And I was talking with Kyle Reno the other day and, you know, when dad landed back in the hospital and we thought he was coming home for hospice because it was getting bad. And, yeah. and uh, he said, uh, he said, man, he said, your 2020 has just been horrendous. And he said, I hope you don't equate this with coming on staff at the summit. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, there's some corollaries I'm seeing here. <laughs> and uh, uh, ABSC, you know, is looking more and more, uh, uh, I'm thinking of them more and more fondly you know, as this goes on. <laughs> and, uh, hey, it's not but, our fault oh, that you rejected the I land know. that flows with milk and honey <laughs> you and have been sentenced to the judgment yeah. of the wilderness. <laughs> That's, right. That's all That's on right. you, brother. It's not, right. it's not us. So. Yeah. Everybody's so, been in the wilderness. That 40-year thing is just, you know, yeah, it's a common thing. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I'll tell you, you know, really it has. There, Just this last week, it kind of hit a wall. And uh, just prayer time, just kind of a, a peace, you know, really came over me. Uh, just reading through Scripture and reading through Isaiah uh, 42 and 43 in particular, yeah. you know, where God talks about doing a new thing and yeah. singing a new song. And, and it was just a reminder that, you know, that God called me to this. He knew this was coming. There, there wasn't anything, you know, that, that he didn't know. It's not caught him by surprise. And, and so that calling doesn't change in the midst of this. We may have to shift how we do things but been able to go back to that calling and really just a peace came over me that the Lord knows exactly what he's doing. And, uh, I may not know exactly what he's doing, <laughs> but he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and so, so we're, we're good, you know, and all that. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. So how's the family doing? So here lately we've been, you know, everybody's been zooming and, and Google meeting and all the Google classrooming and all that other stuff. Uh, how, how is, how is the family, how is the family doing? How, how is everybody, yeah. everybody hanging out? Everybody doing good? Yeah. So, so my wife's a teacher and so she's doing AMI stuff every day. Of course, all our kids are in school and, and, uh, you know, we, you know, with the, the transition from Sherwood to Valonia, you know, Carson, our 15 year old is probably struggling with that more than anybody else. And, yeah. and, uh, <clears throat> but this whole thing has just caused him to blossom. I wow. mean, he has just come back. He is doing so well. Uh, Christy and I were sitting in the living room. We just got moved to Valonia this last week, so gotcha. that's been consuming our lives. Yeah, that's good. And Christy and I were kind of catching our breath in the living room, and we're listening to all of our kids playing on uh, the Wii in the other room, just laughing and cutting up all four of them together, playing games together. And uh, so, so there's been some, some interesting byproducts of this as families have, you know, really started spending more time together. And that's, yeah. that's no less true in our family as well. Yeah. And so I really think it's made our transition easier. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, in, in a sense. And and we have really had some incredibly sweet times as a family, not just playing and hanging out and moving together. But, uh, you know, every night, you know, we're we're reading scripture together. We're praying together and kids are processing all this stuff. And it's, it really has been good. So our yeah. family's doing doing great. Dad is home from the hospital, not for hospice. He just 
recovered once again. Energizer Bunny keeps on going. That's and, it, man. Yeah, and I'm telling everybody he's part cat. He's <laughs> he's probably on about his seventh life, yeah. but but he's uh, he's got a few more to go. I hear and, you. Uh, All right. so, what is he saying about that? You know, we never ask you what your dad is saying about the about the plant and and all of that when you talk to him about it. What did he say initially? Oh, he he was excited about it and uh, was not surprised that that God let us to do this and and he I think he was surprised it took as long as it did you know yeah, and yeah. and just uh, been real excited about it. He he just wishes he felt better where he could come help. Yeah, and uh, you know be <laughs> yeah. a part. Yeah, but, yeah. Tell uh, him he did, all those years he did help. That's right. Yeah, he that's did exactly help right. That's yeah. exactly right. So family's doing good. So so I I know that you know all of this. I was on a, a call not too long ago and so. Some pastors were talking about it's uh, they're going through what they feel like grieving a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, grieving what church used to be or what they think church was and all that. So it's affecting you that way. So with your core, with the group of folks that you've been meeting, how is that affecting the core? I mean, because this is not just a health crisis. uh, It's economic. It's relational. It's I mean, it's changing life as we know it. How is that affecting what stories are you hearing from your core, from the folks that are part of the uh, summit yeah. Bologna. Yeah, I think everybody's grieving not being able to be together, you know, yeah. and gathering together and things like that. Because that's just that's just been the church's rhythm, you know. Uh, you know that Sunday gathering has had prominence for so long, and yeah. and you know Alan Hirsch and Michael Frost and all those guys are turning out to be prophets. That's right. <laughs> in the sense that we've <laughs> depended right. way too much on our buildings. And That's Sunday right. gatherings in influencing how we are the church. Yeah. And now they're looking like geniuses. And yeah. so and, and and now as you know, we were plant you know, planning this church, I've been telling everybody, look, we're not having a Sunday gathering until August. We've got a lot to do. I want to set some good DNA with small groups and with community ministry and the way we engage people and function as a church so that it's just not starting another service. And we've talked about that on the podcast before. Yeah. Well, that's been hard for people to understand until now. Yeah, yeah, uh, they see it now. And, and they see how difficult it is to be the church when you've depended so long in that Sunday gathering yeah. to define that. Yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, we say all the time, necessity is the mother of invention. Well, necessity is, is causing us to have to invent new ways to, to relate together and interact with one another. Yeah. But I think there's some, there's some great things coming out of that. It really has not hurt us yet because we didn't have a, a Sunday gathering plan till August. Right. I, I don't right. know if we'll meet that or not. You know, that's still the plan is first Sunday in August. If we can get back together, we'll do that. Right. But, uh, but our small groups have been, you know, gathering through Zoom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, they're checking on one another, the, the pastoral care side of those groups and praying for one another, calling one another, checking in with one another has really amped up. Um, I, we, we've, our staff, well, my staff of one, I'm praying for all the Valonia folks, but yeah. Conway, Little Rock, Celine, all the staff has taken a group of people and we're emailing, hey, we're praying for you today and we're praying for a block of people every day and, yeah. and send an email, send a text, send a phone call, something to check in with people. And as I've done that with the Valonia crew, it's been really interesting. How can I pray for you? How are you guys doing? How's the the job? Uh, so far, I don't think any of our crew in Valonia has lost their job yet. Gotcha. Um, but uh, but it's, I've been amazed at how many of them have flipped back. Hey, how can we pray for you? 
Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, everything's in transition for you, and and this is all brand new, and we're just getting started, and now we can't do things. And I'm like, hey, I'm okay. I, let's just stay connected. Yeah, so, yeah. So that you know, that's been good. You were how talk- are you finding? I'm sorry, Neil. No, no, no. You uh, good. How how are you finding your people's anxiety level and and all of that? Uh, that we're starting to get. You know, we've been three or four weeks in now. There's no end yet. Yeah. Uh, right. We don't know when that'll be. Things begin to look like they might be getting a little better, but we still don't have an end. Yeah. Right. Uh, how, how is the stress level? How's the anxiety level? How are you ministering in that? Yeah. It, it really, you know, in our Valonia crew, it really has not been bad. You know, there haven't been, you know, like I said, a lot of folks haven't lost jobs yet. And so that that's where most of the anxiety I'm seeing is, is centering around uh, financial stress right now. And really, you know, Summit has been... And I think it's positioned us to, to to really handle this a little better than maybe some. Summit has had such a strong prayer foundation, you know, in its DNA. I mean, yeah. that drives so much of what Summit does, and and so um, so that has you know people have been doing that. They've been praying, yeah. and and now when this hits, they're still praying. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just yeah. a continuation of what we've already been doing. Yeah. And so, um, so like uh, George Platt, uh, love you, George. If you're listening to this, he's one of our dentists. You know, he's had to shut down his practice. Yeah, uh, I, I, it's at least every day or every other day. George sending out scripture. Hey, this is what I'm praying through. This is what I'm thinking through. He's connecting with other dentists that are in our group. He's checking on them. Wow. Dan heard. Dan and Marty heard. You know, Dan has a practice, and Marty works there as well. So they're both out of work right now. And, yeah. And Dan, they're they're doing family hikes, and and Dan's posting scripture each day. I'm praying through this, and God's teaching me this, and and so so while there's stress and you know over finances and stuff, there's I'm seeing an increased reliance and trust and peace resting in in Jesus. Yeah. Um. And so you know if that prayer foundation wasn't there before. Um, you know, then it might be a little more anxious. Yeah. Do you think, think, do you think that, and I know you, you talked about this and did it earlier where you just kind of whiteboarded, okay, here's, here are the pieces, here are the groups that we need. Mm -hmm. Do you think they got it then or do you think they're getting it now? You you know what I'm saying? Just the whole group thing. Do you think they got it, uh, philosophically, but, but now they have it. I don't know what the word is to use that. It, it's part of them now. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think they were getting it, but this is driven at home. Gotcha. Um, that, you know, being the church is more than just a Sunday gathering. We've said it, we, yeah. you know, yeah. it, that's important that I don't want to, I don't want to downplay that. That's important. Yeah. So we need to gather together, but, but there's there's so much more to it than that. Here's here's what I'm here's a couple of things I'm seeing. Uh, two things that have really jumped out at me in all this, and I'm hearing it over and over, is engagement with neighbors is up dramatically. I mean, yeah. people are taking yeah. walks. They're they're going through their neighborhood holding up signs. Hey, we're praying for you. Yeah, that's good. Uh, uh, one of our one of our guys got a, a text from a neighbor the other day saying. 
hey, if you see us driving through the neighborhood slowly, just know that we're praying for every house as we drive through the neighborhood. That's good. Those kind of things are on the rise. This neighbor to neighbor, uh, you know, the Jay Paddock and Dave Runyon book, The Art of Neighboring, yeah, you know, with yeah. the grit of shame. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Everybody's learning their neighbor's names. They're learning deeper things about their neighbors. They're engaging with their neighbors in ways that they haven't before. Yeah. And so, so that's a key part of being the church. So, so we talked about that, engaging the community. That's the only way we can engage right now is just conversations with neighbors. Uh, you know, it's one-on-one. It's, you know, one-on-two. You're not going to have group gatherings right now. So those interactions become very much more heightened, and, and people are taking advantage of that. Yeah. The second thing that I'm seeing over and over that I think is going to be revolutionary, for, I'm hoping it will stay, I think we're seeing, and I'll tell you a particular story how we're seeing this affect our group is family discipleship. Yeah. Parents are taking ownership of discipling their kids. They can't rely on a Sunday school teacher. They can't rely on a children's ministry, youth ministry anymore because we don't have that. Right. And we're doing some student and kids stuff online where you can engage and providing resources to help and everything. But uh, families are taking ownership of discipling their kids. So, I'll tell you one story. We got a, a couple in our church, Sean and Alicia, great couple, a really sharp couple, have three kids, son and two daughters. And so Alicia sends me an email the other day, and, and it, was, it was the day that I hit the wall. I mean, I'm just stressed out, worn out. And she sends this email. She said, Sean, I debated on whether to send this to you because you got a lot on your plate like, right now, but we thought you could use some encouragement. And she said, their daughter Madison, she and Madison were sitting down reading scripture together and Alicia was working through a Bible plan and journaling and Madison's just reading scripture. And she said, I got caught up in journaling and before long, we've been there 30 minutes. She said, I said to Madison, said, honey, you you don't have to stay here and keep reading scripture just because I'm here. And she said, no, mom. She said, I'm getting to the good stuff now. And she's reading the story of Joseph and just how God provided for people in the midst of a famine and a crisis in the nation. And, and she said, Madison talked about how, how she was overwhelmed by how much God was loving these people. And she said, some that didn't even believe in him. And she, Annalise said, well, yeah, Madison, that's, you know, that's how God is. He, he loves us. And she said, Mom, she said, I'm, I'm not a follower of the Lord yet. And she said, and he still loves me? She said, yes, honey. And she said, big old tears started rolling down her eyes. She said, Mom, I've got to, I've got to become a Jesus follower. Man. And so Sean came in, and they sat down with her and talked through that, asked Dude. some questions. Do you understand what you're doing? And, and she prayed to receive Christ that night, and she said, and she prayed, Jesus, thank you for coming and dying on the cross for me. Thanking you for, thank you for loving me like you do because I know I needed it. Wow. <laughs> that wow. was our prayer. That's great. Man. And so, so I'm telling you, it's just, I'm seeing stuff yeah. like that happen. Let me, let me ask you about the first point. Uh, and I, we're getting the same things as we talk to yeah. pastors. Those two things are really yeah. standing out. Uh, for planters, um, I think here's a key. Here's a key moment. You, you, we teach this in seminars. I know you probably taught this to your, you know, head exploded. Uh, the ex- existential desire for community that is built in humans. Oh man! And we've taught that and taught that and taught that and. Sunday schools and traditional churches weren't doing all the work they should have been doing. I'm not mm-hmm. sure that planters always get it. They're thinking right. the worst. Right. Okay, you, there is no longer any question in yep. anyone's mind yeah. 
whether human beings have an existential need to connect and be in community. Absolutely. That is a profoundly obliterated myth that somehow that doesn't exist. That's right. I mean, now we know innate depravity of man, absolutely. (laughs) Existential desire to connect with other humans, absolutely. There's no question of those two (laughs) things, right? right? That's right. Uh, And so now your people organically starting to do things like drive through the neighbors, engage in neighbors and all that. This is a time, talk to church planners about what you're feeling, what you may be beginning to pray. How do I grab all this, harness it, move it forward as an evangelistic tool? Because, I mean, this is a window that only God could have created to show us the power of the need for community. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the quick quickest way to demonstrate our need for that is to take it away. Yeah. And, <laughs> right. Uh, right. Yeah. you know, and I mean, it's just, it's just been incredible. Um, I, I don't, I don't know that there, there is a moment here where some new patterns and new rhythms of living are, are starting to form. I think it depends on how long this isolation and separation goes on to will, that will determine if it will continue or not. I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, I think the, the key is, is finding ways to maximize the times where we can be with people, you know, so just like we we're talking about a while ago, you know, the, the neighboring piece, um, you know, where people are out walking their neighborhoods Things have there's a desi- such a desire for human interaction right now that the conversations they're having as they pass people on the street are no longer just "Hey, how you doing?" and keep going. It's it's a a stop and and get to know people more than just their names, more than just a "Hey, how you doing?" It's a going deeper in conversation. They're they're building some meaningful relationships for us as believers. There, there's a great opportunity with with the the level of anxiety, the level of stress, and and the overarching fear for those who don't know Christ, to be able to model what peace with Jesus looks like mm-hmm. in, in our words and our actions. When you're walking down the street and you're having a conversation with somebody, and they see in you a peace in Jesus because you are praying, you are in the Word, you are engaging, it's going to cause questions to be asked. Yeah, how are you so calm in this? Yeah, you know, for I, I think of my friends George and Dan as as they've had to shut down their dentist practices you know the the scripture they're posting on Facebook the 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 prayers they're offering on on Facebook the peace they're talking about that Jesus has given them in in the midst of this and and to be able to maximize that with their neighbors and friends they're seeing this they're hearing this and and they're having conversations about this uh, modeling faith in Jesus to to be able to leverage that for the gospel. This is why I have peace. This yeah. is why this didn't catch God by surprise. Uh, Lord has a plan in all this. We may not be able to see all of it, but I know He's got us. He's going to take care of us. He's going to provide for us, even though it may be hard. So those are great conversation starters. You know, you know, evangelism. The hardest part of evangelism is getting the conversation started. Right. So we have ready-made conversation starters right now. That's it. Um, you know, in our daily walks with Christ and for people to see those in a brand new way, see that in a brand new way. Well, it's opportunities for us to 
to truly stand out if we're intentional about doing yes, that. Yes. Other people walking their head down or whatever, and like we're we're exhibiting peace. And can I pray for you? And here's mm-hmm. a message for you. And the disaster relief people show up when everybody else is hiding, and yeah. the, uh, <laughs> and the churches that are feeding meals are showing up, and when everybody else is hiding, yeah. and, you know, there's all these opportunities. Uh, for us to evidence mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you're talking about yeah. and and then but then to realize okay the the fertile ground in which that seed is sowed is this person's loneliness and desire and need to connect and who's out there mm-hmm. and and we are um, evident as you can connect to us but I think there's also an evidence because of what you're talking about the peace that mm-hmm. we have the joy that we're ministering to others when other time that's the group I want to connect with. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so I think it's a time for us as pastors, especially planters, and van- the evangelistic opportunities are incredible to be thinking about how I harness this. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we're catching up. This is a new experience. We all started off going online. Mm-hmm. Got to put That's our right. services online. Yeah. Got to speak to people online. Yeah. 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 Get your group on a Facebook group. Yeah. You know, get online. Yeah. When the real desperate need that we're seeing is the need to connect. Sure. And yeah. so we're having to move now. Yeah, okay, move go. past just the online. Yeah. And how do you connect? How do you how do you how do you step into that void with the gospel and the love of Jesus in a way uh, that that we seize this opportunity? Yeah. It, the number one conversation I'm having with people, just sitting here listening while you're talking, the number one conversation I'm having with people is is centered around faith right now. Oh yeah. And, and yeah. it's here, you know, I think I may have talked about this in podcast before I had a, a moment with the Lord in one of our prayer times at summit, you know, we're just wrestling with some faith issues and, and where the Lord said to me that, that morning is clear as day. Um, you want the faith of Moses without the circumstances that produce that faith mm. right now, everybody's in the same circumstance and our faith is being stretched and strengthened whether we want it to or not. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of questions I'm getting and conversations I'm having are, are, are centering around, do I have enough faith? You know, how, do, mm-hmm. how do I, you know, how do I strengthen my faith and, and how do I know God is working in, in all of this? I'm, I mean, I'm four or five conversations in the last two weeks around mm-hmm. this particular issue. And, and my response has been a lot of times, you know, I don't, I don't know that anybody, going into a situation like this would say that that their faith is strong enough right, you know i right. mean seriously if, right. if we're going to be honest right. you know we're not going to be right. we're not going into this in a cavalier manner oh like, i got the faith oh, you know with a bunch of cliche answers that you know these kind of situations will dispel that real quick mm-hmm. um but these these circumstances cause us to exercise our faith in a way that maybe we haven't before, and it's the exercising of our faith that strengthens our faith. Just like going to the gym, you know, and uh, you know, any spiritual discipline is like that. The more you exercise, the stronger, stronger it gets. And it's not faith in faith or faith in us. It's faith in Jesus. That's right. It's not the strength of our faith. It's right. the strength yeah. of Jesus That's right. that we put our faith in. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that, so, that whole mustard seed thing. Yes, the, the, yes. the mustard seed is the faith. It doesn't have anything to do with that. It's yeah. who you put it in. Yeah. He moves the mountain, right. yeah. not the strength of our faith. Right. That's so right. our faith will increase the more we understand 
understand Jesus and how he works and the more we rest in his ability to work, yeah. that he knows what's going on. He is at work around us. I, I could sit here and tell you over the last four, five weeks, six weeks, whenever we kind of shut down this, two months now, I guess maybe, we shut this down. I could give you story after story after story where God has done something in my family and in my life that I don't know I would have seen without this hmm. coronavirus pandemic, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I've seen things in, in my son Carson that, um, I mean, the Lord has just brought a change about in him, yeah. rescued him in some ways. Um, I'm not sure we would still be wrestling with some of those things, I think, if this had not happened. God is at work all around us. I have absolutely no question that he is active in the midst of this. And and my big prayer has been for our people is that he would open our eyes and our ears to be able to see it in a new way. And that as we see him work and he answers prayers and he provides for us in ways that we couldn't imagine before, then then we understand that 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 he is worthy of our faith. Yeah. That he is worthy of our trust. And uh uh, I think the opportunity for that is incredible. I had a guy tell me the other day, he said, well, he's a physical therapist in our group, one of our elders, one of our leaders. And he said, you know, we survived the last tornado in Valonia. And he said, I never would have believed that we would have come out of that tornado better off than when we went into it. Mm. And he said, I just have to believe that God's going to do the same thing out of this. Yeah. Well, the only way he knows that is he's been through it. Yeah. once before yeah and the lord provided lord cared for him well now we're everybody's in the same boat you, you don't trust jesus or you're not and and he's he's got plenty of opportunity now to show us that he's worthy of our trust and worthy of our faith and i, I just cannot help but believe that that people's faith is going to grow dramatically the our spiritual disciplines are going to grow dramatically during this time we'll take advantage of it and, and what God's going to do in this season could, could be miraculous. You know, it's funny. You, you were talking about that. And the two things that came to my mind, and before it sounded like theory, mm. but now it's practical. Yeah. The local predicament yeah. is general <laughs> to yeah, yeah, everybody. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Our collective potential is unique to each individual. But now that, you know, when, when before it was a local predicament for Valonia and a piece of Valonia for Conway, for Little Rock or whatever, everybody's in the same. Well, now here's, and here's, that's great to bring up because here's something that's also shifted. When we think about local predicament, oftentimes we think about group things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How do I minister to the schools? How do we minister? You know, Valoni has a strong senior center. How do we care for the senior centers? Right. We can't do that. There you go. So that local predicament has now come down to a neighborhood level, an individual level, getting to specific families. We had one of them. I don't know if I should say this or not. We got to minister to the family of one of my wife's students uh, this last week who had a need that, that surfaced. And we got a chance to go meet that need. It's it's shifted from thinking how can we hit a whole bunch of people to how can we minister to this family to yeah. this family to this family. Yeah, we've got a couple in our church. Uh, Paula's uh, due to have a C-section at the beginning of the week next week. She's having a baby in the midst of this. Wow. Uh, you know which 
which Michael and the kids can't go to the hospital. That's right. They can't be there. Uh, my dad just went in the hospital. Mom could not be there with him in the hospital. So when we've got situations like that, how do we minister to, to Michael and Paula? How do we minister you know, to my mom who can't be there with her husband who may be dying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you know, so, so keeping our eyes and ears open for those opportunities to step in. So we're, we're organizing meals for, for Michael and Paula for when they get back. Because yeah. uh, she's having a C-section. She's not going to be able to cook. Yeah, it came uh, I don't know if Michael can cook or not. You know, he's yeah. a great electrician. Chef, he may not be. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, and the frozen dinner aisle is getting real thin <laughs> at Kroger. You. Let me yeah. tell you, My goodness. we're yeah. down to <laughs> yeah. no name, you know, brand Chinese, yeah. some yeah. kind of weird thing. I'm not sure what it is. Yeah. That's you the only don't thing want left. anything that will upset the stomach because there's no toilet paper. Yeah. That's right. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The 75 cent uh, frozen pizzas that are left, that, that's not a good combination. No. No. Hey, I'm no. gonna tell you, hey, so, when you run out of toilet paper, that yeah. notebook paper looks real yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm telling you, this life on life, yeah, uh, this yeah. neighbor to neighbor ha- has really heightened because we can't do church to groups right yeah, now. It's yeah, it's people yeah. to people, neighbor to neighbor. So I think is a great thing. And it's teaching us new rhythms. It's teaching us how to relate to people that are different than us. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I just see so many incredible things that could come out of this uh, if we'll if we'll be mindful and keep our eyes open. Do you think, do you think that things will come out of this or do you think things are happening now? Well, yeah, it's happening now, Yeah, but I think what will come out of it is a, a new way of living. Yeah. That's going to be a real key. We've yeah. already started yeah. talking about a lot internally is, um, and pastors are asking questions when we get back. Um, how do we capture these lessons? Yeah. What What are the strategies that we need to put yep. in place? So, uh, you know, people that are thinking and praying and not just, you know, freaking out or laying on the couch watching Netflix all day are yeah. start thinking about these yeah. things and projecting them yeah. out. And uh, this period is a little bit like a research and development period. There yeah. are oh, things is. happening now, oh, like yeah. Neil yeah. asked. Yeah. Uh, and, and they give us insight. Now we need a plan to really capture that yeah. capture yeah. the lessons capture things like the understanding of what engagement does in a neighborhood in a community right. the desire for you know to connect all yeah. the stuff we talked about yeah. uh, this really is a time for guys to be thinking and praying and projecting out mm-hmm. it, it, it is kind of that both taking the things that are happening yeah yeah as that leading indicator of what could be happening mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah which totally changes how now they kind of lay out strategy yeah. it's yeah. it's like we are changing furniture of a, on a mobile home that's moving I mean, you're trying to kind of maneuver stuff around and come up with a strategy of, you know, a a curve that could happen kind of down the road, which is a cool place to be. How are you staying, you know, um, sane, I guess, or you just, does it go back to the prayer element? I'm kind of answering the question. You're assuming that I was sane to begin with. (laughs) Nobody listening to this, listening to the grind for very long would ever make that assumption. Well, how are you staying? Yeah, yeah I'm just kind of speechless in that whole deal. I didn't even know how to relate to that whole line of conversation there. Yeah. Greg, yeah. Greg just looked and went, he's saying? <laughs> now I'm wondering about you, Neil. Yeah, when did, when did that Bring, Bringing that up. Yeah. How do I get out of it? I'm social distancing, fellas. Yeah. We, I need to social distance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, how are you staying legal and insane? How I mean, through... <laughs> 
through all of that, I mean, when you see all of these things happening, you know, because, I mean, you had plans laid out. I mean, you had yeah. rhythm, you had plans laid out. Yeah. You know, how is that modifying, you know, you with the, are, are you coming up with a new strategy? Are you writing down, remapping, re-whiteboarding? Well, you know, you, you know, a lot of our strategy really hasn't changed that much, um, you know, because, you know, really what we're doing, you know, between now and August is building core team. You know, the, the one thing that, you know, we haven't gotten to do is some just really, you know, good intentional leadership development. You know, that that's yeah. kind of – that focus has kind of shifted to some other areas. Um, you know, it was just family discipleship stuff. And, uh, like, I've got a Zoom call coming up next week with some of our guys in our church that uh, have – building skill the electrician guy the we've got a contractor mechanical engineer or dirt work guys so we've got building stuff that we need to do and so so we're getting together those guys and mapping out a plan for that so our parking lot we're getting ready to start working on our parking lot that's finally taking place uh, we're not going to have to navigate church meetings around things like that yeah. now so yeah. Um, so that stuff is moving forward, continuing, you know, all the stuff we talked about, the local predicament stuff that we talked about, you know, being mindful, looking at your sphere of influence and, and highlighting needs that you see, you know, that stuff is continuing. I'm hearing, you know, periodically, you know, we checked with superintendent, our superintendent, Hey, how is meal distribution for kids going yeah, to school? Yeah. They had a plan. Uh, they've got credible group of cafeteria workers and, and, and leaders there that are taking care of that. So we haven't had to engage in that yet yeah, yeah. as a church. That's the senior center who feeds uh, people every day. We checked with them. We got a plan. Meals are going out. Uh, we've offered, you know, if you need folks to drive meals to homes, we're ready to do things like that. We haven't had to uh, so far. So the stuff we've been trying to engage with is – is individual level, you know, stuff yeah. like meals yeah. for Michael and Paula as they're having a baby and, you know, things along those lines. You know, they several folks came and helped us move, and uh, that was a great chance to get to That's know some cool. of our guys a little bit better. And yeah. and we're standing in my garage talking about, you know, stuff that needs to be done. Hey, we got time to do some things now. And so, so we're mapping out plans for next week. We got a meeting to start – hooking up all our sound and lighting and everything in the church. And so all that stuff's kind of on track moving forward. Um, you know, we're just doing everything by zoom now. Small groups are still meeting by zoom. You know, we're sending out prayer stuff, you know, just about every day. Um, so, so all that stuff's kind of still going. It's just, we're just not gathering as a group. Now you were doing, uh, the prayer, uh, what was the rhythm? It was prayer and something else. First, first Monday, prayer. Oh, first Wednesday, prayer. first yeah. Wednesday prayer. Yeah. Are, now, have you modified that? Is that, how are you, and I know you're doing yeah. a lot with small groups. How are you, mm-hmm. have you thought about that? Are you, are you just kind of, uh, dispensing or distributing that to the small groups to do? Yeah, no. So we did, uh, what we did with first Wednesday prayers, all of us recorded a video. Uh, okay. and so we had all of our worship guys, you know, sing, play a song. Then each of the lead pastors would unpack a passage of scripture. And then here's, you know, five, six ways to pray things to specifically pray for, you gotcha. know, you know, praying for your neighbors, you know, you know, check in with them, you know, see yeah. how they're doing, you know, pray for your schools, you know, all these teachers and kids are finding a new rhythm for how to do this, you know, pray for our families, because, you know, I told them, you know, I saw an article the other day that child abuse cases are on the rise, yeah. you know, as 
families are thrust back together and having to learn how to be a family, you know, together when they can't get away from one another. Uh, you know, so, so we did that. Uh, one of the interesting things about that is the, the likes on our Valonia summit, Valonia Facebook page went up dramatically after we posted that video. Mm. Um, so a lot of folks are watching that and they're engaging, you know, online with the social media that way. Uh, we've got an incredible communications team at summit that is just churning out stuff left and right. I mean, Seth price is a genius. Kyle up to grow amazing uh, video guy. And so, so we're doing that for first Wednesday right now. We've explored the possibility of doing a, uh, you know, a drive in first Wednesday prayer. Uh, none of our churches have big enough parking lots to accommodate a, a drive in church. Yeah. Uh, just, we just can't do it. Yeah. Um, we're just so limited on parking space. Uh, but for a first Wednesday prayer, we might, might be able to do, do one of those. So we're kind of looking at some of that, but right now we're just recording videos. It's all online. Yeah. Yeah. But we're continuing with that. Yeah. That's cool. So, so you, um, so, so far, man, you, you've kind of monitored, adjusted, and this is really a momentum shift. You've just kind of gone into overdrive really, you know, during the, the mm-hmm. pandemic. So, some guys that are early on in the process, uh, or existing church plants, what suggestions would you have for them as they kind of navigate through some of this or guys that are still thinking about it? This may scare away the, how do I, the wimps, the guys that are just <laughs> think that they want to, I mean, this, I you know, this, preach every Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That'll shut them down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that shut them down. Yeah. So what suggestions do you have for, for those other plants in, in just kind of navigating that, that are a lot further along, further along in the process than you are? What are some things that, that they can do to kind of either personally or in their leadership groups or just with their core group? What are some things that they need to do? Cause there are a lot of planners that are looking, I'm going to tell you this, there are more people searching for answers now than ever before. Yeah, absolutely the truth. Yeah. I believe, and, and I don't know, I'm not a prophet, nor am I a prophet's son. There, You know how the big church growth movement, all of the textbooks came with church growth movement, then incarnational ministry, there's a piece with that. There is something from from academia, from right, whatever, is that's going to come out of this. That won't even mention coronavirus, COVID, uh, COVID-19 or whatever, but there's something that's going to come out of it. There are people that are listening that are looking right now mm-hmm. for specific answers. If you had to give somebody, you don't have them all, but just suggestions on, hey, guys, here's some things that you're going, here's some things you really need to, to do, you really need to consider, you really need to pay attention to. What would a couple of those things be? Yeah, I think, you know, um, yeah, I've thought about this a lot here lately. You know, my fascination with guys like Alan Hirsch and the whole missional movement, you know, leading up to this, you know, really reframed the way I thought about the church to begin with. So when we moved into this kind of dynamic, I don't think it's been as big a shock to the system for me as it has some others. Right. We were sitting in a lead team meeting the other day, and Bill, you know, Ellis said the other day, he said, guys, he said, we've got to completely rethink how we're going to be and do the church. Um, and, I, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> we've been needing to do that for a while. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so I would challenge guys to look at, look at some guys like uh, Tampa Underground, uh, Brian Sanders, uh, those guys. If you don't know who they are, you need to look at them. They're a, a network of micro churches in Tampa, Florida area. Um, you know, there's, you know, two, 3000 people uh, connected with this, with this church. Uh, but they meet in micro churches. So they were set up for this. This is how they've been operating yeah, from the get go. Yeah. 
and then they would gather with their leaders once a week to recharge to go back to the mission. Yeah. So I would say learn from guys like that. Brian Sanders, learn from guys. Alan Hirsch's Reformation book, uh, not Reformation, Reformation. Yeah, the new, yeah. Is, is a great resource to look at. Forgotten Ways, some of those things that, that talk about how to be the church in a more apostolic manner, to focus more on uh, disciple making uh, and, and, you know, that, that life on life, exponential kind of growth. You know, learning from guys like that that were positioned to to thrive in in contexts like this um and i tell them pray like you've never prayed before in your life that you you don't have any there's not any kind of innovation we're going to come up with that 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 is going to be healthy unless it comes from the lord yeah and and so you know we're spending a ton of time in prayer just seeking god lord how do we navigate this how do we do this you know, everybody's going to come out of this better at technology, <laughs> you know, yeah, you got that uh, right. just because of necessity, which I think will is great because we have a very technological, technologically rich society. You know, yeah. we're, we're all going to be better at social media. We're all going to be better at online communication. We're all going to be better at video. We're all learning these things. It's going to help us in our culture and context communicate better. So that's a that's a good thing. Learn as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Get better every week at this. Uh, those are some things you can do. Uh, finding ways to to get to to be with your neighbors. I mean, you you can't do groups. You can walk across the street. You, you can walk next door. Uh, we just moved in this last week. Uh, and uh, already seen several of our neighbors up and down walking the street. We've been unpacking boxes, so we hadn't gotten to do that yet, but we're looking forward to that. It's going to be a, a ready-made opportunity to meet our new neighbors. That's cool. Um, and uh, so take advantage of those opportunities. I mean, those are some things you need to be doing. And if anyway. you're not in the Word every day, uh, shame on you, number one, if you're a church leader and not in the Word every day. Uh, I can't tell you how many times over the last few weeks that I've been in scripture and God has just given a particular word for that day that would play into a conversation I would have later that day, not knowing I'm going to have that conversation and be able to say, let me tell you what I read this morning. Yeah. Over and over and over. And, and so, so we're in, we're in this phase where we don't have answers. And so, you know, we tell church planners all the time, you're going to learn a new dependency upon the Lord that you've never learned before because your old tricks for ministry aren't always going to work in, in, you know, when you're planning a church Yeah, that has been heightened exponentially. (laughs) That's right. And so our, our only hope is, is seeking the Lord's wisdom and guidance in this. Well, in a lot of ways, this was in with this, with the, the, the old move back to the future, you know, this really is back to the future. Yeah. Yeah. It is this innovation time yeah. and all of that. But what we're going to be innovating is how to get back to those existential fundamentals yeah. that make us the church. Yeah. It is that relationship with the Lord. Yeah. yeah. It's not just a didactic teaching deal. It doesn't do exactly. any good if you're not walking with him. Because here, you don't have an explanation. You don't know what the future is. The trust is in him personally. Yeah. Right. It's like you're saying. Yeah. And then it's the connecting with people and it's the uh prioritizing your time to connect with people mm-hmm. it's the prayer that's involved in this that this is a real foundation deal i mean we've been stripped down to where you see how vital and foundational it is so it really is going to be the innovating back to 
those biblical fundamentals. How, how do you worship when you can't gather with other believers on yeah. Sunday? Yeah, I mean it's reframing how we worship. Well, right. and there's uh, even there's even going to be there's even a deal people see now. I can't take for granted the privilege to attend church. Exactly. Yeah. There, there's I'm there's, there's you, a exactly. re-understanding of how vital that corporate worship is, mm-hmm. the corporate study of God's word, corporate prayer when it's taken away, and all this lack of days ago. I'll just go to church when I want to go to church. People are understanding. I need church. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I need to yeah. be there. I need to be in the gathering. They're they're figuring out how to worship individually and as families, and they're longing for that corporate yes. worship yeah. Yeah. in a way that they haven't before. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's gonna that's gonna shift some some things. It's gonna be real interesting when all this all this is said and done, and we can. Uh, I don't think things will ever go back to normal, but we can right. get back to some of our uh, regular rhythms. I'm anxious to see how how that. What changes and what lasts? Yeah, you know, Back to the this. Future. That's yeah. the title of this yeah, podcast. I love it. That's yeah. good. The yeah. There you go. Yeah. Good there stuff, go. Dave. Yeah. Good stuff, yeah. man. Yeah. Hey, can I give you this real quote? Carrie Newhoff. Can I quote Carrie Newhoff yep. on here? Carrie uh, Newhoff said, he tweeted not too long ago, crisis is an accelerator. The future church is arriving faster than anyone expected. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know what's funny is the future church is really going back to where the church yeah. actually started. Yeah, I mean that's that at, at the end of the day, that's the bottom line. You, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. You know, people have been saying for a long time. You know, there's going to come a day where tax exempt status goes away for churches. You know, there may be come a day where we live in an environment where we lose a lot of our buildings. Yada yada yada, all that stuff. You know, a lot of I think a lot of folks figured that would come from uh, an increasingly liberal government, and you know, the church being marginalized and all this stuff. Yeah. I don't think anybody saw it was a disease <laughs> right. that would cause that. Right. Uh, right. But there are folks that have been saying something like this is coming. We need to figure out how to operate as a church and not be as dependent upon those things. Well, it was a coronavirus that brought that reality. And so it depending on, I don't know how long this is going to last. I, I, we don't know. Um, but even for a short time, we're having to learn some of those new things that there are some folks have been saying we need to, learn these things for a while and so it wasn't the government that did this or a you know a right. hostile you know country coming in and taking over or whatever yeah. it was a bacteria yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. a virus <laughs> and so uh so it's i don't like the pain but man what we're giving birth to is going to be it awesome. could yeah. be incredible it awesome it could be incredible. well dave thank you for always all the incredible insights uh during this corona time we've been closing everything with prayer so if you yeah. don't mind join us as we're going to pray for church planners as yeah. they're working through this and uh, lord we thank you for our church planners that uh, are working through all of these things uh, some of them have less resources some of them this is very freeing because mm-hmm. it is the path that they've charted evangelistically so we pray you'll give them great wisdom on how to handle these things these mm-hmm. these things we've been talking about strategizing pray you'll give them great uh, spiritual insight meet to the, meet them in their quiet times as they mm-hmm. study your word and pray as dave and neil have shared uh, give them what they need to minister to their family and their folks. We pray you'll keep their hearts safe and close to you and protect them. Lord, we pray you'll keep their families safe and protect them during this time. Lord, we pray that you'll open effective doors for the sharing of the gospel for our church plants as they are out uh, out there on the front line trying mm-hmm. to do community engagement, trying to reach people, yeah. seeing opportunities connect in new ways, doors that are open that weren't open before. Right. Lord, bless them and use them, and we pray there will be a mighty harvest during this time and following. And uh, thank you for their faithfulness to serve. Again, be with them, be with their families families in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Dave, thanks for being with us, brother Neil. Indeed. 
Greg, uh, can I can I cross pollinate here sure. real quick? So if you need any more, it, I mean, uh, you've been doing an outstanding job, not only on on the grind, but also just on all of the ABSC platforms. So uh, if you want to check some of those things out as well for beyond the, the grind, but also anything that you get any answers for, check out ABSC.org on all of our social media platforms, or you can email us here at the grind at ABSC.org. Thanks for grinding with us. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Grind. We hope you learned something new and found some encouragement along the way. To learn more about church planting in Arkansas and to find more resources, visit absc.org and click the church planting tab. Be sure to rate and review us if you like what you heard. Until next time, keep grinding.